Hi, I'm Bridget Babian with FamilyVoiceOvers.com. You're listening to a podcast I personally have benefited greatly from. This is Christ is All with Frank Viola. Hi, Fun Seekers. Welcome to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. Today I want to talk to you about two kinds of leaders, particularly two kinds of leaders outside the institutional church. But before I get into that, I want to give you a few important announcements. On March 3rd, 2015, my new book, The Day I Met Jesus, co-authored with Mary DeMuth, will release. I'm asking all of you not to buy the book until it releases on March 3rd. During release week, if you buy the book from Parable.com, not only will you get it on discount at a price that beats every other bookstore, including Amazon, but you'll also receive some exclusive resources at no charge, completely free, from both Mary and myself. So save the date March 3rd, 2015. I'll be talking about it in my blog in the future. I will also be giving you a sample chapter and other resources related to the book. You can go to the website, thedayimetjesus.com, to read more about it. That's thedayimetjesus.com. A few weeks ago, I also released a brand new series of books, digital books, in PDF, Kindle, and Nook formats called the Rethinking Series. It's a five-book set with a bonus book that is a collection of writings that never made it into a physical print book. If you're familiar with music, you are aware that many artists who have been in bands that broke up or who passed away in an untimely manner had recorded music and songs that never made it into their albums. And so consequently, years later, after the band breaks up or the artist passes away, new albums will appear with the never-before-released recordings. Jimi Hendrix, for example, has been dead since 1970, and yet a couple years ago, he just came out with a new album. And he has, in previous years, come out with new albums. This is because throughout his short career, he recorded hundreds of of songs that never made it to any of his albums while he was alive. Well, the Rethinking series is very similar to that. It's a collection of articles I've written for magazines, interviews I've done for various periodicals, blog posts that I had written many years ago that are dying in the archives, dating back to 2008, that I've expanded and revised. And I've categorized all of these articles, turned them into chapters, and arranged them according to topic. And that's what the Rethinking series is. If you're interested in looking at the table of contents for every single book in the series, you can go to rethinkingseries.com 
That's RethinkingSeries.com. All right, let's talk about two kinds of leaders outside the institutional church. Throughout the 20th and 21st centuries, God has raised up a number of leaders who have stood outside the traditional church, both the Protestant form and the Catholic form and the Eastern Orthodox form. Now, I have said this in my books and in my articles, but a leader is simply a person who has influence. In that sense, every Christian is a leader in some sphere. However, there are those who have greater influence than others. And so that's what I'm talking about, people who had great influence. In the 20th century, some of the greatest leaders who stood outside the institutional church were people like F.F. Bruce, Watchman Nee, T. Austin Sparks, and Robert Banks. All of them had large followings. Countless people looked to them for guidance, direction, and advice. Now, as I have watched the passing parade of leaders outside institutional Christianity since 1988, I observed two distinct kinds of leaders. The two types are as follows. Number one, those who have no desire to lead, but who end up leading because of their integrity, faithfulness, and spiritual gifting. These are people who never asked to lead anything, but they ended up leading multitudes of people because they are consistently faithful to speak the things of the Lord, to write about the things of God, to share, and to serve. And consequently, God's people naturally flock to these individuals to hear what they have to say. These are also people who know the cross. They know how to bear the cross. And this is best exemplified in how they respond to their enemies namely following the teachings of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount in that regard. And if you've listened to my message, The Ultimate Issue, that goes into that aspect in more depth. But in short, if it were up to them, they'd fly under the radar anonymously. But this is virtually impossible, for those who impact many others are known by many. The second kind of leader that I have observed is those who have a lust for position, a name, and a following. Thus, they seek to build their leadership by trashing and defaming other servants of God. In just about every case I've seen, this second kind of leader is a, quote, wannabe, end of quote, who has been thrown out of a church or many churches and or denied a leadership position in a church or in a movement, whether that church or movement be inside or outside the institutional church. At bottom, these individuals are hurt and bitter which is where their lust of power has brought them. To use a metaphor, they couldn't be a big fish in a big pond, so they opted to try to become a big fish in a small pond. Now, I call these people leaders because they usually have a few, typically a handful of people who follow them. After a while, however, those people catch on and they jump ship. To put a handle on this, if you're giving someone who has a voice your ear, here are some of the things to pay attention to. Number one, do they spend a lot of time tearing other individuals down, especially other servants of God? And typically when these individuals do this, they will rationalize and justify it in some kind of a religious or spiritual way. Two, do they make themselves a victim for not being heard and gripe and complain about it? Three, do they talk a great deal about themselves? Four, do they spend more time talking about issues and their personal ongoings than they do about Jesus Christ or the things of God? Five, do the people who follow and endorse them currently have spiritual weight 
And are they respected by many, many people? Six, are they submitted to other people? And can you contact those other people and talk to them? And seven, have they been excommunicated or disfellowshipped from a local assembly? One of the things that is mind-boggling to me is that in the New Testament, if a church, a local church, excommunicated an individual, and this did happen in the first century, for consistent, unrepentant sin, people were excommunicated. Jesus taught it in Matthew 18 and gave very specific steps about it, and Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 5. But if someone was excommunicated, say, from the church of Corinth, it would be sinful for the church of Antioch to receive that person, or for the church in Thessalonica to receive that person. All the churches were one in life. Consequently, if the Lord received someone in one church, the other churches were to receive them. If an individual had a bad report in one church, for example, Paul mentioned Alexander the coppersmith, who had done him much evil, then the other churches would not receive him or her. Today, this is very often ignored. Jesus gave great authority to the ecclesia. And in the context of disfellowship over unrepentant sin, the Lord said, whatsoever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Today, unfortunately, some people ignore the testimony of the local ecclesia when it comes to excommunication. And so an individual can destroy people in a church, and yet other people from another church will absolutely ignore that. This clearly in the New Testament is sin. And as I say all of this, I'm thinking of a particular individual who I knew 25 years ago. He was a person who was a drug addict, and he was stealing from the Lord's people in a particular ecclesia. And it took a number of months for this particular person to be exposed. When it was exposed, Matthew 18 was followed very closely. He was confronted privately several times, not just once. Then others were taken to talk to him several times, not just once. And by the way, I, I don't think that Jesus in Matthew 18 was giving us a strict three-part process. He was giving us a three-part guideline. And depending on the situation, each of those steps mixed with forbearance will be repeated many times until there's no choice but to disfellowship the person. Anyway, there was great grace, there was great forbearance, multiple conversations with this individual, and they would not stop, they would not get help. And so consequently, the church had to do one of the most painful things that it could experience, and that is to officially excommunicate the person. The letter was then sent out. Paul talked about letters of good report, letters of bad report by the church. Regrettably, another group absolutely ignored, wasn't even interested in the history of this individual, and received this person into their fellowship and essentially enabled him to continue his drug abuse and continue to steal. Eventually, they threw him out. And a lot of people were hurt in worse ways, even beyond the theft, all because they did not pay attention to, they did not heed nor respect the testimony, the witness of this other church, clearly ignoring the words of Jesus and clearly ignoring the principles that are laid out in the New Testament. 
Anytime we ignore scripture on these points, we suffer loss. And that's a brief sketch of two kinds of leaders, particularly leaders outside the institutional church that I have witnessed for the last 25 years. Right now, we are working on editing some conference messages that I delivered back in the 90s that I look forward to putting on the podcast in the days to come. But this is a topic that I promised I would talk about in my 100th episode, and I wanted to keep to that promise. There's a few other episodes I mentioned in the 100th episode that I plan to discuss in the future. Until next time be good. Hey, as you're enjoying Frank, as we do, there's another podcast you might be interested in. You are welcome to join us. My name is Brant. It's the Brant and Sherry podcast. What did we talk about last time? It's very uh, Yeah, we talked about your underwear. My underwear. Ebola. Ebola. Also, uh, eschatology. Yeah, eschatology. LeBron James. And LeBron. So you can see it covers the gamut from my underwear to eschatology. And you don't get that on Frank's show. He will not talk about my underwear at all. Have you noticed? I've noticed. And it's offensive. Anyway, it's Brant and Sherry podcast on iTunes.